Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is created, the Gadigal and Bidjigal people of the Eora Nation. I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This is the Ash London podcast. I am, you guessed it, Ash London. Reformed radio host, new mum and human being on a quest to live my best life when it feels like the world around me is imploding. Each week we do a bit of mum chat and I also do one of my favourite things on the planet and interview a guest. From celebrities who have entertained us over the craziness of the last two years to everyday people with inspiring stories. This is the Ash London Podcast. Today's guest is former Miss Australian and Channel 7 personality and owner of multiple businesses, Rachel Finch. She's also mother to two gorgeous children. In today's chat, Rachel gets candid about some big changes she had to make in her relationship with her body and herself in order to find peace and truly enjoy life. We also talk about good love, finding Mr. Right, having a family, all the fun stuff. Just a trigger warning, we do discuss disordered eating in this episode. And if that's something you need help with, you can contact the Butterfly Foundation at butterfly.org.au. I hope you enjoy today's chat. Let's get into it. Thanks for having me, Ash London. Pleasure, treasure. <laughs> now, um, one thing that kept coming up when I um, was doing my research, which I love, was that you really did experience love at first sight. And a lot of people think they experience love at first sight and then it turns out it's just lust and then six months later it's all over. But you knew, <laughs> man, you knew. I, there was something about those boring dance shoes that mm. just attracted me. Not traditionally sexy things, Rachel. Well, sexy for whom? That depends on who you're speaking to. No, I am still attracted to, like I still think back to when we met dancing like and I still love that so much like I remember walking into that dance studio I had my hair frazzled you know from Townsville ripped leggings like some sort of weird singlet still what I wear now (laughs) (laughs) and then I walked in and he was standing there in the middle of the studio like hair perfect like slick eyebrows manicured not a hair out of place like (laughs) Shirt tucked in, everything pressed, you know, yeah. steamed properly. And I just thought, oh, he's got to be gay. I mean, he's too good looking to be straight. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we, we had that first initial lesson. And I remember after that first rehearsal, we went down to the cafe underneath the studio and sat for like three hours and just wouldn't, didn't stop talking. And the lady that owned the cafe was like brushing us out the door Um and from that moment, we were just, we literally from that moment, we have been inseparable ever since. So we, we did the show for 10 weeks straight. I think three or four weeks after we met, I had my toothbrush at his place. We tried to keep the relationship under wraps. Um, some 
paparazzi guy caught us kissing coming out of a studio one day, so that was all gone. <laughs> <laughs> he like was carrying my bag and le- leant over for a quick kiss, and that was caught. And then six months later, Misha proposed. A year later, we were married. Well, I was pregnant on our wedding day, so I had Violet then, and then the rest is history. You know, it's just been this beautiful flow-on effect. So there's a difference between falling in love with someone at first sight and then really knowing I want to have a family with this guy. He would be Mm. a great father. At what point did you think I want to have like, because when I met Adrian, very, very similar. My husband straight away, I was texting my best friends like, I'm going to marry him. He's the father of my children. (laughs) Yada, yada, yada. At that point, how quickly did you know, did you start naming your children in your head? Which we all do, let's be honest. It's funny, like we, things happened in our relationship so quickly. We got in, you know, we fell in love, we got engaged, we got married, we had the kids very early. But it's not like from the moment I saw him, I thought, yep, he's the, he's the father of my children or he's the, it, everything has just happened very organically and naturally. And we've just made the decision to continue to progress our relationship in that way. And it's just lucky that we've fallen more and more in love as we've gone along. And to be honest, I think that progression in the relationship yeah. has been instrumental in that growth of falling in love. You know what I mean? Yeah, like totally. I, there's been some friends that have that that have uh, of mine that have been together for 12 years and they still haven't proposed. You know, like the stagnation. I think like if you know, you know, and you just keep going. For me, I knew I just loved spending time with him. I loved his values and his his thoughts and his beliefs and I love spending you know every single minute and and having those conversations and we're very attracted to each other and and that naturally was all the right signs you know it's not like I was putting weighing up all the pieces of the puzzle yeah. and ticking all the boxes like it just happened you know it seems like that's the kind of person you are though in every area of life you're not the kind of get everything perfectly in line and ordered and tick boxes. It's very much like go with the flow, go with the guts, do what feels good. Yes. In saying that, I was like that when I was younger. And that's when I was in this really strict phase of my life of counting my calories, having, you know, a specific set time for the gym every single day, no matter what my body felt. Meals were all portioned and, and, and sized out like it was horrible. I lost my menstrual cycle for like over two years. I was in a really deprived um, state, wow. both physically and mentally. Um, and I kind of, that's, I'm glad that happened because I learned from that. And now that's why I am the way I am now, because I know what that path leads to. And I know what mindset that that, that succumbs to. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy that that happened and I'm happy that I was so strict and kind of I had that fear of rejection. I had that fear that I won't be liked if I'm, I'm not this body shape or I won't be liked if I'm, if I'm not this weight or I won't yeah. book that job, for example, when I was modeling. So, yeah, yeah so it, it was, you know, like a challenging time from an internal perspective. Um, yeah. But now that's the reason why I choose to lead such a balanced, flexible, fluid life. Like we're getting on the plane in a couple of months and moving to America because like we're young and we've got kids that are young and we want to expand the business. And I feel like I don't want to get to 50, 60, 70 and go, yeah. what, what if, what could have been, you know, that's so true. We're, it's not like we're, we're moving forever. Like Australia will always be home, but I just love the, 
the excitement of change and, and trying new things. And I don't want to be that person that's so stuck in my ways that I shut off so many experiences and mm. so many opportunities. So I'm forcing myself to step outside of my comfort zone. I'm forcing myself like Misha is a social butterfly. He loves getting out of a night and like he needs <laughs> people. He needs parties. He needs like oh, conversation. No. He oh no, let me go nights. to bed. Oh no. <laughs> and I'm like, put me into bed at eight and I will be your wife, your good wife forever. Like <laughs> I have to learn to succumb to that and step outside of my comfort zone and stay mm. up a little bit later some weekends because he that. enjoys that. So I've got to sacrifice some of the things that I don't like to do because it makes him happy. You know what That's I mean? Beautiful. You said that you lost your menstrual cycle for two years. And did that affect your ability to get pregnant? Did you think it would affect your ability to get pregnant? Was that a thought that you had in your head? Definitely. So I lost it when I was a teenager. So I was 17, 18, around that period. Yeah. Uh, pardon the pun, period of time. But this relationship with food and looking a certain way and focusing on the aesthetic and all of that, it kind of drifted on for, for quite a while, you know. Yeah. So... Yeah, there was definitely this feeling of my body isn't functioning the way it should and it's not in its optimum state. Will I have issues? Uh, But I think I I got to a point, you know, after I met Misha, it's like this whole new world opened up with, I love the way you look, but Mm. I love you because of who you are as a person. I love you because you're kind, you're caring, you make me happy, we have fun together, etc., and that was the start of opening my eyes to there's so much more to this than just looking in a mirror and seeing a certain result. I mean, I had mm. modeled for, you know, 10 years of my life, which was so much about fitting into clothes, looking a certain way and, and having other people decide whether they liked what they saw on me yeah. or not. You know, and that was a teen, I was a teenager. So it's such an influential period of your life. Uh, which heavily decides your mindset. Totally. And so Misha helped me open my eyes to, you know, self-worth and, and just self-respect and compassion of for you and who you are as a person and understanding there is so much more to life. As mm. stupid as that sounds, like we all should know that. But mm. when you're in these such young, vulnerable years, you don't think about those things. And so not. for me, the thought process was just all about food, what I look like, how often I was getting into the gym, if I would fit that swimsuit or Oy. that pair of jeans for the runway. Like that was it. You that know? sounds exhausting, completely exhausting. Oh, seriously. And that was, that was all I was thinking about. So there was oh, no darling. other space for direction of career, life, yeah. business, etc. you know. The so, stuff that's um, actually going to propel you into lasting happiness and, and yeah, fulfillment. And, and exactly. And just the stuff that actually genuinely you um, – you want to be thinking and feeling about and how you want to lead your life and who, and who mm. you are as a person. So I was so grateful when I met Misha because that's that ignited this beautiful journey of not only self-discovery and deciding who I was as a person and what I really believed in and what I really wanted out of life, but yeah. starting our businesses together and actually being able to create things together that in turn gave back to other people, which was it. the ultimate... It's interesting mm. because so often we hear this like thing that I don't agree with, this idea that you can't love someone unless you love yourself and a relationship will never work unless you come to that relationship having dealt with all your shit because it's not the other person's job. And t- to an extent I understand that. But I think you've, you've mentioned something really beautiful, which is I believe that 
the one we're meant to be with, good love actually is really healing and good love actually can show us a better way. We don't have to come to the relationship whole in order for that relationship to work. 100%. Misha says to me, like we say to each other daily, I've brought out the best in him and he's brought out the best Mm. in me. And you've, we've taken what we've, the best parts from the other person and we've become better because of what has been extracted from that other person. And, and that's definitely what it should be. Don't get me wrong. I think if there's something in the relationship that you need to work on and you need to deal with certain issues that you know you need to change in order for the relationship to be successful, if you want to make it to work, then yes, you do need to go and work on those issues on your own. Mm. But it's still a relationship. It's still a joint effort. And it still doesn't mean that you need to come into a relationship with a perfect um, personality and a perfect mindset. You know, love it. So yeah, there's there's pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. And going through everything that you had been through with kind of your relationship with with your body, especially, and how much that was kind of on display and and relying so much on external validation. I know that for someone, I mean, no part of my job has ever relied on me looking good. Yet, (laughs) when I got pregnant and had a baby, my body changed so much. It was still terrifying for me, and I have never struggled with with my body so even though you'd done the work and you were in a much healthier place was it still a struggle for you to watch your body change or were you able to enjoy it uh I think I had started already getting onto the journey of accepting and appreciating who I was Mm. do you know what I mean and I, I felt like for me having kids was the absolute epitome of appreciating my body Mm. as as weird as that sounds yes I felt um, my body's change. It took me forever to get my body back into the shape that it was pre-baby. It still not is exactly pre-baby. Mm. It's just it will always be a little bit different. But I was already – I felt like I had already started on this self-discovery of like I'm, I'm more about how I feel as a person and how much respect I have for what my body can achieve mm. versus back to my old mindset of – no, I don't care how I feel. I've just got to go to the gym. I've just got to be a certain way and I will deprive and cut out food groups until I get to this point, you know? So I had the kids and I just remember like Misha and I would just be like, it it takes, just don't rush. Like just take your time. Just go for a walk today. Like Mm. we would talk about it and it was just, it, it took a while, you know, but it's, yeah, I mean... It's different for everyone, but for me, um, I didn't rush it. And for me, carrying my two kids inside of my body and being able to give birth naturally was a blessing to have two healthy children and just being able to to breastfeed and and do normal things with them was, was a blessing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah. So when you know that you have so many women 
who are looking up to you, who are following you on social media, I know you have such an awareness that you don't want to ever be part of a society that makes women feel like they need to look a certain way, whether of their parents or not parents. So do you have, did you have to actively figure out your messaging? Messaging is a wrong word, but how to kind of be a healthy example, knowing that you are naturally beautiful and naturally, you know, hello, you were bloody Miss Australia, to be a good influence without contributing to anything negative? Did you have to kind of check yourself? Did you have to work on really how you wanted to kind of express the spirit of what you were about and how do you actually do that? Because it is hard, even for me, like I never I never want anyone to look at something that I'm doing and go, her life is so much better than mine. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a contemplation that happens in your mind on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, like even if it's the most what you think innocent of posts or something that you're like, I'm going to, everyone asks you about meditation and some people look at meditation and go, Ugh, not for me, boring. <laughs> like, you know, it's, 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 some people are like, I can't live my life without meditation. And some yeah. people, people are like, I'm, I'm going to unfollow you because you keep talking about meditation. <laughs> like it's one or the other, seriously. So but true. for me, it, for me and because p- people have this strong stereotype that you've got to be this monk that sits there all day, not talking and going home yeah. and that's they've got that strong image but it's so much more than that for me I found it like seven years ago I learned how to do it and slowly it's become a part of my daily practice and I believe it's been one of the key contributing factors in order for me to progress and do all the things that I do mum two kids the lunches in the morning the breakfast the getting to school the drop-offs the pickups the businesses the the marriage like so many different rolling parts you know what I mean if I do not get that time at the start and some at some point mid-afternoon to literally just switch off and not think about anything for 10 to 15 minutes, I feel like my productivity lessens and I'm not as good as a person. Because, because my, 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 the, the conversation and the mess in my head is more scrambled. So yeah. I get stressed easily. I'm more frustrated. Everything's like frazzled, you know. When I find that time to switch off, call it whatever you want, which mm. is switching off and not thinking about anything, you actually find you've got more space to do the things you love and you're a better person. Mm. So I think the biggest thing is staying true to what who you are as a person and not swaying from that. And every single day I contemplate, like, is that post going to be amazing? Is, uh, is that post going to have a positive effect on people? Is that post going to have a negative effect on on someone? And the meditation was a perfect example of that because some people hate it, some people love it. Yeah, and you can't please everybody. Exactly. But I think the most important thing is go back to who you are as a person. And I'm loving this, um, this explosion of just being your true self at the moment. You know, like don't care what people think, just live to your true potential and and own that and that's been so inspiring to watch as a society just take off um and so that's i think that's what you've got to do you've just got to stay true to who you are and what you believe in some people are going to love it some people are going to hate it and i also love touching on what you said this idea that i think we're moving more towards a society where mothers are allowed to be a bit more selfish where the the measure of the best mother isn't how much she sacrifices of herself for her children and her partner and i think that is really good because i certainly would not cope with motherhood 
if I was expected to just be a martyr and do nothing for myself and not be true to myself and just, you know, slowly die for my family. A hundred percent. And everyone needs different things. Some people like my mum loves going to the movies. That's her thing. She gets (laughs) some popcorn, goes to the movies once a week. And that's her little like output of enjoyment. And she just like dives herself into a movie, into a, into a film. For me, I've got my certain things. For me, it's like, um, more healthy things like infrared saunas and getting acupuncture and or, or mm. indulging in a massage once a week like that's that's the stuff that I love or going somewhere um, like the beach for an hour on my own and just literally Heaven. having a dive in the ocean and sitting there in the sun I'll go to the super I'll go to Woolworths on my own and it is like the equivalent <laughs> of a day spa last year you know oh, what I mean uh, yeah I'll go I'll go anywhere just with, without having to have someone tug on my dress you know like <laughs> a lot man it really oh, is a lot so full on and some of those day-to-day activities like you said the drop-offs and pickups and breakfast and lunches you know the, so much about motherhood is magical but so much about it is actually quite mundane and it's something that my psychologist kind of warned me about because I'm a real high chaser I chase highs and big feelings and she said ash one thing you need to be ready for is that parts of motherhood can be quite boring and they're not exciting and it's the same thing that you've done every day but you still have to do it did you struggle? Because and I already am six months in, and I do struggle with that. Um, and then I feel guilty about struggling with that because I'm like, I should feel grateful that I have a healthy baby, that I was able to have him. How dare I resent any moment of this? So, did you ever have similar feelings to that? And how do you kind of approach the, the regularity of it? It's the it's the small things that for me, I just try my hardest every day to go. This isn't going to last forever. These kids are not going to be wanting to tug on my dress and cuddle me for much longer. I haven't met one 17 or 18 year old that still tugs on their mum's dress and (laughs) and asks for things and comes into their bed at night. You know what I mean? So I'm like, as much as it is mundane and it is annoying and I'm sick of doing the the run from back and forth Mm. to school every day, like and sitting in that traffic, but it's all a part of it. And I feel like it's not going to last forever. It's going to be over in a heartbeat. And we're going to look back at those memories as the most special, believe it or not. But it's this consistency of routine that actually sets yourself up long-term for a really positive and successful outcome. It Mm. can be anything. It could be to do with your health. It could be to do with learning how to meditate. It could be to do with growing your vegetables. It's it's shit for most part of it, the mundane tasks of watching it grow, of seeing the slow progress. But over time, when you look back five years down the track, you think, holy crap, like, wow, I have come Mm. a long way, you know. But it's just the opposite of the world we live in, right? Like everything is immediate. I know. We're not programmed anymore to take anything day by day or to look like to have like long-term benefits. You know, it's so hard now to go, oh, if I start learning this now, in a year I might be good at it or in a year it might, you know, that's so hard to get our head around. I know, I know. But if you look at those quick fixes and the things that are quick and instant, you notice they're not the things that actually we value the most. Mm. They're they're only short-term games that actually don't have the greatest impact on us. The things that take the longest to achieve and the longest to accomplish are the most, are the ones that are most worth, worth having good Mm. relationships, longevity and health, successful careers, healthy kids that respect you later in life. Like all of these things, that they're, they're not quick instant things. All these yeah. quick instant things that we've currently got in our world at the moment are 
very superficial quick fixes. It's true. It's so true. And it will always it will always be the things that are most important to us that take the most time. I love you know? that. You said something that I want to touch on before we say goodbye, which I love. You said raising kids that respect you later in life, and that's not something we talk about. Often you hear people say, I want my you know kids to like me or I want my kids to think of me as their friend. But what you've touched on I think is so much better, kids respecting you later in life. So what does that look like for you, for you when you when it comes to parenting them? At the moment, I wouldn't have a clue. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want to. Trying... I don't know how to do it, but it's something I, I want. want. To. It's a hard, man, I tell you what, it's the hardest job in the world, as you know. Um, but... I think there's a real fine line between being, like I said, being their friend and being nice to them and and giving them rewards and enjoying this beautiful life with them. But at the same time, um, putting boundaries in place and and whatever discipline means to you in your house, um, implementing that. So there, there is countless times that, for example, putting the kids to bed, at the moment, they're staying in the same bedroom because Bubba's living with us. So they're sleeping in the same bedroom. They go to bed in the same bedroom. You can imagine what that is like, Ash, at 7.30 at night. <laughs> Help when me, two kids do not, When two kids do not want to sleep. Um, so it's like, do I put my foot... I want to be their friend and I want to laugh and giggle with them and jump on the bed and carry on. But I know it's 7.30 and they need to go to bed. And if I don't put my foot down... And actually get them into bed and create that routine and set those boundaries, then they're going to walk over me every single night, mm. and I will never be able to put them into bed, and they will never go to sleep, and they'll it'll just and later in life, a five year old doing that turns into a fifteen year old rebelling yeah. and doing things behind my back and not not being open and showing that respect and having that courtesy of I'm going to tell mum or. Um, I trust that mum can come and pick us up from the party and that's okay for that to happen. Yeah, I want gotcha. that to happen. I, I want that it. open relationship of Violet and her girlfriends getting ready for the party at home. I'm the one that drives and picks them up or me and Misha and mm. we have that relationship. I don't want it to be we have no clue what they're doing. You yeah. know what I mean? And I want them to always be open with explaining to us how they think, how they feel, what's going on around them and you know, we, I, I can't wait to have all these conversations with them about what's out there, mm. drugs, alcohol, um, and just educating them on life and making them not scared but aware and just be conscious of exactly what they're about to face in life. A tough gig but the best gig in the world. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and they <laughs> and, say, why don't you have another kid? Why don't you have another kid? <laughs> Man, I'm good with two, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm good with one and I'm six months in and I'm like, yeah, no, I went from being like three kids to like one kid is great. One kid is fine. He's loved and he's got friends. Man, it plays on you, you know, it's so challenging. It's every so baby challenging. is different. Every ch- every toddler is different um, and every approach to parenting is different as well. Mm. Well, I love that you've got your own and you back yourself and it seems like you put the work in, Rachel, and the kids will be all the luckier for it. So thank you for having a chat today. It was so wonderful to hear your insights. I know I certainly feel more inspired to um, have a think about what I want to create long-term and what I can do in the meantime to make it happen and start those good habits and have a bit more consistency in my life, which I think I've kind of left by the wayside recently. So thank you for inspiring me today, matey. Thanks, beautiful. And uh, remember those school pickups, school drop-offs and all that mundane stuff, it's the good stuff. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your potties. Thanks, Rachel, for making time to chat. It was a pleasure. I'll catch you next time, my darlings. Love you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.